Yo, yo, yo. Hope you guys are having a wicked day wherever in the world you may be. A massive welcome to the Passion to Succeed podcast show. If you're here for the first time, make sure you hit subscribe, share the love. We have an unbelievable show ahead of us today. I'm super stoked, mega excited. I actually have the pleasure of having a unique conversation with an absolute legend in the industry of network marketing. Around about 13 years ago, a book was launched and I believe it had huge impact on the global industry of network marketing because its title resonated with the dream that network marketing can offer. And it was called Beach Money. Today we've got an insane show. I'm going to get started shortly. We've got an insane, insane show even with the one and only Jordan Adler. What an absolutely amazing guy, sincere, great to talk to, and just got this wealth of experience, knowledge, love, and passion for our business. This is show number 80. I hope you absolutely love it. Make sure you share. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Go and give us a review over on iTunes or SoundCloud and enjoy today's show. I've got to say, while we're just getting a few technical things up and running for our live stream this evening, um, you know, for those of you that know me, I uh, have a love and a passion for network marketing. And uh, many years ago, I think it was 2007, 2008, uh, this book was launched called Beach Money. And I think it just swept the globe. You know, it's got that, that the dream of network marketing is beach money, right? So I'm super stoked to have the author, Jordan Adler, live with us this evening. Hey, man, I, I, again, look, I'm really super grateful to have you on today. I know I, I mentioned to you briefly. Um, I mentioned to you, you know, briefly when we were chatting pre the show and, and before we actually spoke, you know, from a personal point of view, I'm proper stoked to connect with you. You know, your Thank book you. going back, I think, to 2007, 2008 kind of time, you know, was really instrumental in my personal development career. And it really did fuel my excitement and energy for this network marketing industry that we're a part of. You know, I think the dream for everyone is this beach money, this, this passive income. And, you know, I know, you know, so many people like, you know, being connected to thousands of people in network marketing here in the UK. I just remember how popular and impactful your book was back it must have been about 2007. It was 2008. Yeah, the first the first copy that came out, it, this is the new version. There's actually been four versions of the book. This is wow. the most current. So if you go, if somebody goes on Amazon and they see something that doesn't look like this, that's called Beach Money, it's an older version. It's a resale version. But just a little side note, Craig, the, the copy that you bought back in 2008 when it first came out, uh, it has a picture of a guy on there sitting on the beach with his hands behind his head, kind of lounging. And it looks like me, but it's not me. It's a, it's a model that they, uh, it was actually this tall black dude that they lightened him up and, and made him look like me. And um, yeah, so because we ran out of time, we didn't have time to do the photography we needed to. So, but any other pictures you see on the books is me. So, yeah. But thank you for, yeah. uh, thank you for being a Beach Money fan over the years. 
Oh, mate, it's, uh, it's been instrumental. And, uh, and uh, I think uh, the crazy thing is my, my, I've got a bookshelf in Spain and I've left it over there. So I took it over there to read on the beach, coincidentally. Um, but yeah, super, super stoked to have you on, buddy. Really, really am. And I know, um, you know it's crazy. Before, before I want to introduce uh, Jordan in a moment, for those of you that for some random, bizarre reason may not have come across this guy so far. Um, but before I do it, we were just chatting off air and... Uh, it fascinates me. Jordan at the moment is out in Arizona and uh, lives in a, a beautiful house that you renovated in a ghost town. And I think that's really fascinating. I mean, most people would run a mile from living in a ghost town. You, you're a brave <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a town that was founded in the 1800s. So not by UK standards. It's not old by UK standards, but in the United States, it's a very old town. And it was an abandoned town for many years, for 60 years. And then you know, the, the artists and the musicians started coming back up here, and I used to come up here and explore. It's a, it's the most famous ghost town in the United States. It's actually between Sedona, Arizona, and Prescott. It's got a lot of stories, and I've had a home up here for about 20 years. So it's a great, great spot. It's not the beach, not the beach, but it's a great spot. Hey, well, I know you've, um, you know, just, just a little bit about yourself and then we'll really get into it because there's just things I'd love to ask you and, and love you to share with the audience because obviously you've got a wealth of experience and knowledge in this industry and I think people are going to be really stoked to be able to, to connect with you and listen to you today, especially those that have already read Beach Money. But you, I think, you know, from, from memory, from what um, I've read and, and what you've shared, you, know, you were 34 years old, I think, before you got into network marketing. So, you, you, you know, I think you'd accumulated a, a level of debt, maybe I think you were living with some friends. But over the last 27 years, you've become one of the biggest network marketers in the world, earning over $25 million. I think, you know, if people are listening to the right person. You want to listen to somebody that's not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. So, you know, you've had one hell of a journey, Jordan. Yeah, actually, Craig, my first network marketing company was in 1981. It was actually, uh, I was 21 years old. I was actually in 11 network marketing companies while I was in my 20s. Um, in my, uh, my 11th company in my 10th year, my 12th company in my 11th year, rather, my 12th company in my 11th year, and that's when I was in my 30s, that was my first success. So the first 10 companies in 11, the first 11 companies in 10 years, I never made a penny, never signed up one person. So I grew up in Chicago. And when I graduated, I did go to college. Um, my parents saved up my whole life for me and my two sisters to go to college for one year. And we were required to graduate. So you guys call it university, I guess. Uh, we, um, we, uh, uh, I had to pay for my other three years. They paid for my first year and I worked my way through college, didn't have any loans. But when I graduated, I had a guitar, a suitcase and $250. And I moved from Chicago to Arizona because there was a lot of building going on and I was a landscape architect. That was my career, my chosen career. And I worked it for a few years, but I also was dabbling in different entrepreneurial things. And I I grew up in a lower middle income family in the south suburbs of Chicago. You know, my dad made under $30,000 a year his whole life. And I didn't have a model of entrepreneurship. Um, I was reading books, the few books that I could get my hands on about being an entrepreneur. And network marketing was intriguing to me because I had no money. I bought a little $200 motorcycle and ran out of money within a week and started working odd jobs and just trying to make enough money to be able to buy food. And I started getting involved in network marketing companies. And over the course of the next 10 years, I was in all these companies and never signed up one person, never made a penny in any of them. 
And then in, uh, I joined my 12th company and I, it's like they say when opportunity and preparation come together, that's when yeah. things really start to happen. And I had been preparing, I'd been reading, listening to audio tapes, back then it was cassette tapes and reading books about entrepreneurship. And after being involved in all those other companies, I would go to their trainings and I would take lots of notes and I'd sit in the front row. And it, it got to a point where I joined my 12th company and I was prepared. Finally, I was prepared to, from a mindset standpoint. It didn't really have to do with the company. It had to do with me. And in, uh, in 19, late 1992, I joined that company and started signing up about one person a month on average. And uh, I'd met a guy. His name was Russ. I talk about him in my book, Beach Money. Mm -hmm. And Russ was a, a successful, uh, married, little baby, lived in a big, beautiful home with a circle drive. And he was in his 20s. And um, in, and uh, he became kind of a mentor to me. We never went into business together, but he told me that in the business of recruiting, you need to be prepared to recruit or sponsor 20 to 30 people to find one that's going to do something worth talking about. He said, if you go out there and sign up 10 people and nobody's doing anything, that's normal. That's the nature of people. No matter how good you train people, no matter what systems you plug them into, you're, a bunch of them are going to do nothing. A third of them are going to do nothing. A third of them are going to do very little. A third of them will do a little more than a little. And he said, one out of 20 to 30 will do something worth talking about. And so I joined my 12th company and I made a commitment. I made a decision that I wasn't going to quit until I had 30 people. Well, what happened was I signed up 19 people in two years, working lunches, giving three presentations a week. My goal was to sign, my goal was to give, uh, 12 presentations a month, three a week. And my goal was to sign up one person per month for two years, 24 people. And after two years, I'd signed up 19 people. My 16th person was a lady named Jackie Ulmer. Jackie signed up a woman in New Mexico named Judy and Judy had never done network marketing before. Neither had Jackie. Jackie was very skeptical when she signed up. Judy started inviting people to her home and showing them what we were doing. And over the next three years, my group grew to 12,000 distributors and 40,000 customers. And I made my first million. And that was on my, that was on my uh, 15th year in network marketing. I made my first million dollars. Didn't make a penny in my first 10 years. So there's a whole lot more to the story, but that kind of gives you a, an overview. Yeah, no, yeah, I remember, no, I remember, I remember reading your, obviously reading your book and, and listening to the audio, in fact. And, um, you know, I remember you talking about obviously the first 10 years investing a, a lot of money um, and a lot of time in, in education. What was it, do you think, that, that obviously kept you strong, maybe courageous, and even committed to join your 12th company? Because I guess, you know, a lot of people, I know you mentioned mindset, but you might want to expand on that. A lot of people you know, would maybe go through that volume of companies and throw the towel. But, you know, oh boy, I bet you're glad you never. Is there anything that you feel that was instrumental? Was it your dream? Was it your desire? Was it just the, the knowledge you'd gained or a bit of everything? Well, first thing to understand is that I didn't, uh, I quit. Every, every company I joined, I quit for my first 10 years. You know, so it wasn't like I had some special, uh, uh, quality that kept me going because if 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 I had had that quality I wouldn't have quit so many times right I would get discouraged after two or after talking to two or three people I would never even show the business I would just 
talk to two or three people or invite one or two people to a meeting and they wouldn't show up and then I would quit. I would get discouraged and start thinking that I couldn't do it. And it wasn't until I figured out, it took me a really long time, too long, but it wasn't until I figured out that until I make a decision to not quit when things get bad and to learn the lessons that I needed to learn, I just kept repeating the same pattern company after company after company. And that's what most people do. Everybody has their pattern of the way they do things, right? And I just kept, I, my pattern was to join a company, get excited, go to a few of their meetings, go through their training, buy a few of their products, rack up credit cards, talk to a couple of people, and then get some negativity and get discouraged and quit. And then I did that over and over and over and over again. And in my 12th company, um, when things got went south for me, which they always do for everybody multiple times, um, I just decided I'm not going to quit on a bad day. I made a conscious decision. I'm not going to quit on a bad day. And so whenever I had a bad day, I would get really frustrated and I'd want to quit, but I decided I made a decision. I was going to stick with it. And every time I'd come out of it on the other side of it was better. Things were better. And I also, you know, realized I had to give pres I had to learn how to give a presentation. And today we do things a little differently. You know, we've got videos on the internet. We can share videos with people. We can invite them to Zoom meetings. They don't have to leave their home. It doesn't cost a bunch of money. You don't have to set up, you don't have to get contracts with hotels and, you know, you don't have to set up security and all that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes you, we even had to get their insurance in order to have a meeting, you know, and it would take weeks or even months from the time you plan a meeting till you time, time you had your first guest in the room. And so um, today it's different. You can invite somebody and literally in five minutes have them on a Zoom, right? And it doesn't cost you anything. It's amazing. So I didn't, um, I didn't, I had to learn my lesson. I had to learn how to um, be persistent and stick with it and not quit and learn, learn my lessons. And so I'll tell you a quick story. I was in my 12th company. I'd been with the company for just under a year. I'd signed up nine people and not 12, not nine, because I was my goal was one a month. Mm -hmm. And I got an invitation. I finally had got somebody that was doing something and he brought in a guy, a guy in Arizona brought in a guy in, um, in Peabody, Massachusetts, all the way across the country. And I had no money. I was maxed out on my credit cards. My job, my company that I was working for had filed bankruptcy and cut my pay in half. I was making like $14,000 a year at my job at the time. And I didn't have the money to really travel, but I got an invitation to go to Peabody, Massachusetts in the winter to do a meeting. And um, I had a I had 22 credit cards at the time and every one of them was maxed out except for one of them. And I, I went during the winter, I, I, had, I worked for an airline, so I had free flight benefits. So I flew for free, but I needed to get a rental car and I, and I was gonna stay with my distributors when I got there. It was a blizzard when I showed up. The wind was blowing sideways. Um, it was very cold. I'm, I came in from Arizona, took me, got my rental car. It took me two and a half hours to get to the home. And it's a 20 minute ride, but there was so much snow and so much wind blowing and trucks, you know, going off into the ditches and all this. I get to this home and the lights are out in the home, completely out. And I ring the doorbell. This is before cell phones. We didn't have cell phones. I ring, this is my 12th company after quitting my first 11. I'm making literally less than $200 a month after nine months. And I ring the doorbell. This company, by the way, this company, I went on to make $8 million. 
And anybody else that would have gone through what I went through in this situation would have quit. Mm-hmm. So I go there, I ring the doorbell, I have to get, make my way to a pay phone. I find a pay phone, I put money in it, I call their home, their answering machine comes on, I call again, their answering machine comes on, I'm out of quarters, you know, now I got to figure out what to do. I go back, I end up having to get a hotel room, never saw those guys again. They quit on me, but they quit during my journey on the way there. Wow. And so I was standing on the doorstep in the blizzard going, you know, if anybody, this is what I said to myself. If anybody has ever made money in this company, I'm not going to quit again. If anybody's ever made money in this company, I'm going to I'm going to get through this and I'm going to make money. And I just kept sponsoring people. I had signed up 9 at that point, ended up sponsoring in that company over the course of 13 years, signed up 129 people. That's 144 months in 13 years. Signed up 129 people, which is less than one a month. Mm-hmm. And from those 129 people, 5 of them just five, built a group of 85,000 people and a quarter million customers. And I made millions of dollars with that company, but it was because my decision, I made a decision not to quit when things got tough. It's the first time I'd ever made that decision. So as you said, you made a decision to break the pattern from the previous experiences exactly. with the other 11 companies. Exactly. Do, you, do you feel like, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned before, like a lot of people are, you know, they're in their patterns of maybe their routines, their habits, you know, that are obviously creating our lives. Is there any, you know, obviously for those that are listening, I mean, you've got a wealth of experience. You've gone through this journey yourself. You've made that decision. Was it just a decision or was there something that sat behind that decision? You know, what, well, what advice? Well, yeah, it was, it was a decision, but it was a decision because my, I, my drive to succeed in this business had to do with having the lifestyle, having a lifestyle that came with having a passive income. It's cliche because everybody says it, but that's what beach money means, right? Beach money is being able to go to the beach and make money while you're at the beach, while you're relaxing at the beach or hanging out with your family and, you know, surfing like you, Craig, or, you know, wake, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Body surfing or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, like, I like where I grew up, the things that I, the dreams I had, the things that I wanted to do in my life, I could never do on a linear income. As long as I had to show up to work every day, I could never live the lifestyle I wanted to live. And today, as a result of this business, I travel the world and I get to stay in the nicest places and I have friends all over the world. I've got to do things in my life that a traditional nine to five would never have afforded me. Many things. And uh, that, yeah. So we talked about Robbie Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier, I my one of my really close friends. Her name is Gwen Field. Her daughter is married to Robbie Williams from the UK, and and uh, I got it. One of my dreams was to walk the red carpet at the Academy Awards. And um, this is a long story. It's in my second book. It's in this book right here. This is my second book, Better Than Beach Money. I'll, but this I'll story, of, that, yeah. yeah. So, so. I, I wanted to walk the red car. I, now I'm not a producer. I'm not a director. I'm not an actor. And only a sliver of the people that want to go to the Academy Awards ever get to walk the red carpet. It's only the famous people that walk the red carpet. But I found out that before I even knew that before Gwen's daughter even knew Robbie Williams, I knew, I knew Gwen and I found out that she was a voting member of the Academy Awards. And after a, 
ultimately I ended up getting invited years later to the Academy Awards. And because we replaced somebody that couldn't make it, we sat in the eighth row and I got to walk the red carpet with the gauntlet of photographers and Scarlett Johansson and uh, Russell Brand and Wolfgang Puck and um, James Cameron. I got to meet all these people, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, got to hang out with these people um, because I met this woman. But if, I, if it wasn't for network marketing, I would have never been afforded the opportunity to even do that. You know, like yeah, for example, I, I needed a tux and I'd never been, I'd never even ordered custom clothes. And I was in Atlanta and needed to be in LA on Sunday morning and I didn't have a tux, I didn't own a tux. But because of network marketing, I had money coming in every month that allowed me to call this tailor that had measured me years ago and say, I need you to make me a tux and have it delivered into a hotel room in LA by Sunday. And overnight he and his son made me a tux and got me the shoes and the tie and the shirt. And they actually, they actually drove it to LA. I had to pay him. It was a lot of money, but they drove it to LA, LA and got it in the hotel room. So I had a tux because you can't go to the Academy Awards without a tux. They won't let you. So that was just one story, but I've got hundreds of stories like that where I've gotten to do things that, only famous rich people get to do. But because of the business that I've aligned myself with, you know, our business model is about dreaming. It's about, um, it's about serving people and dreaming and enjoying life and living your life and not just living for the weekend, you know? Yeah, a million miles away from the 14 grand a year, hey, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. And I, and I love the fact that, you know, it's come from making that decision to break your patterns, change your habits, and obviously decide to never, never quit. You know, um, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about obviously your formula for success. What do you think are the, the key strategies? But before I do, um, you, you obviously mentioned you signed in, you know, 19 people in the first couple of years. Is it 129, 129 in, in 13 years, right? 129 in 13 years um from a, a duplication point of view because i know in that story you mentioned there was a, a couple of ladies that went on to to recruit thousands of people so obviously you know you 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 were not just recruiting people you were getting them off with fast start giving them your attention and, and like you, you talk about in the book the importance of focusing on others you just mentioned it briefly there you know building the relationships you know yeah how did you create that kind of duplication was the was the key things that you can share about, you know, obviously the network marketers listening? Well, the key thing on that is to find the people that are ready to go to work. They're going to do it with or without you. Typically, most people that most people that you read about and hear about and listen to that have made big money in network marketing, most of them got there because somebody joined their team that was going to do this and they did it big. And you had to be, you happen to be in front of that wave. The only way you get in front of it though, is to sponsor enough people. So the company I was with was, I was there for 13 years, 13 years. They were a 16 year old company and they were a billion dollar network marketing company and they went away. And when they went away, my income stopped. And I, so I was looking for a new company. This was 17 years ago. And I joined a company 17 years ago and I'm still with that company today. But in this company, what I did is instead of signing up one a month, I decided to sign up one a day for my first five weeks and then about one a week. 
So I've signed up about 600 people in my current company in 17 years, which is about three a month on average. But from those three a month, from those 600 people, there's about 10 that there was nothing I could do to get them to not duplicate. <laughs> it wasn't always so much about what I was doing with them. So it wasn't because I did something with Judy and Jackie other than be there and be available to answer questions and to maybe point them in the right direction, but they had to do the work. So to answer your question, you asked me like, you know, what does it take to succeed? The first is you have to really exercise your dream muscles. You've got to get beyond your comfort zone in terms of your thinking, your dreams. Most people, they stop dreaming when they're about, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years old. They just stop dreaming. They, the people around them constantly tell them that in different ways, subtle ways, they tell them their dreams aren't possible. And so they stop. And it's hard for a lot of people to start dreaming again. But sometimes you have to write it out, write out the things that you don't even believe are possible for you. That's the first thing is you want to expand your dreams and start stretching your dream muscles again. Get around other people that are dreaming. Get around people that have taken the lid off their limitations. And then the second thing is you, you uh, like we've talked a lot about, you've got to be willing to um, uh, not make your decisions to succeed based on how you're feeling. Make your decisions to succeed based on what you're committed to. So that's really going to be see the job through. Yeah. See the job through. In other words, don't stop no matter what. You know, like my father, my mother, for eight years, my mother was very sick. And she got sicker and sicker and sicker. And eventually she passed, she passed away. And I got to spend some time with her. But, you know, I was in Arizona and she was in Chicago. And I would go back and forth. But then after my mother died, my dad got really sick and he was sick for a few years and he had heart issues. And a lot of people, what happens is when they have people around them that are suffering, they stop working their business and they wait until everything's okay. And sometimes it's a long time before everything's okay. But it, you, don't stop your, you don't stop doing your business because you've got challenges in life. You deal with the challenges you know, you make your family and your faith and everything else the most important thing, but you've also still got to work your business if you want to have the lifestyle of your dreams. And if you stop, don't expect to have the lifestyle of your dreams because there are always challenges. So you make your decisions based on what you're committed to, not what on not what you're feeling, because our emotions go up and down. We're human beings. Our emotions go up and down and up and down. And there's a lot of days like that. There's day, many days that I don't want to work my business. You know, I mean, I've had stuff happen recently that I could have easily rationalized not working my business, not doing this. I could have called you, Craig, and said, I can't do this. I'm dealing with some stuff. Yeah. But no, this is a commitment I made. So I'm here. Right. Yeah. So that would be the second thing is is to um, and then the third would be to do the work like you got to have the dreams. You got to be willing to see the job through, but you got to do the work, you know, and sometimes the work is not is outside your comfort zone. And so you need to figure out how to do that, even though it's outside your comfort zone until it becomes part of your comfort zone. Yeah. So whether that yeah. be, you know, sending, Oh, th th there's one more thing that I want to mention, keeping it mm -hmm. simple, keeping it extremely yeah. simple, anything beyond uh, 
the level, you know, eight-year-olds are pretty smart today because of the internet and all that. I mean, they know technology, but I, I say to people, if you, if an eight-year-old can't do it and can't teach it, then don't do it yeah. because people are busy and they're overwhelmed. They got a lot going on in their life. And in today's world, we got just so much crap going on right now. People are really uh, shut down in many ways. So if it's, if it's something that they don't say, I can do that, they got to be able to say, they, they can't just say, wow, that's great. This is really good for you, Craig. They have to be able to say, wow, that's great. This is you. This is good for you, Craig, but I know I could do it too. Yeah. Like I can do that. So yeah. I don't like to give people more than three things to do at a time. And they got to be super simple things. Super yeah. simple. You know, I love that. It reminds me, I've got, I've got three daughters, uh, Jordan, and uh, one of my daughters, she's 13 now. And uh, back when she was eight years old was when we really started leveraging social media to, you know, to a system for the masses. And uh, we were on holiday in Spain and I had so many people running up to that trip. I think I was in Spain for about four or five weeks or so. I had so many people saying to me, God, do you know this social media? It's not working. It doesn't work. Right. So I remember like, I just got sick of it. And I was in, in Spain and, and Isabella was eight years old. And um, we were actually at my friend. My friend had a, had a villa out there as well at the time. And we we're actually at his kitchen table. And I thought, you know, what? I'm going to show Isabella at eight years old how to socially sell on Facebook. Right. Obviously on my platform. So I show eight years old, I showed her how to do it. And I, I said, well, I just want you to do it for 20 minutes a day and then you can have an ice cream. And if you sell anything, you can have the profit and you can go shopping. That was the goal, right? Yeah. Um, so I showed her once and then I went, right, let me show you again. And she looked at me like an eight-year-old daughter would look at her dad. You've showed me once. You don't need to show me again. Right. And I went, I was like, go on, crack on then. And she did. She literally, it was that simple. She went on and do it. She went on to do it. In the, in the 10 days that we were there, eight days, she, she basically spent 20 minutes, whether it was by the pool, on the beach, or that first day at my friend's kitchen table. Uh, so I know for 10 days she did it. For eight days, she sold nothing. Didn't have any interaction. But she kept doing it because she was committed, because she was getting an ice cream or something uh -huh. at the end. In two days, she generated six hundred and ten pounds worth of orders. In two days, awesome, awesome, amazing, and it just—it just, it was just a great story. You know, you're saying about if an eight-year-old can't do it, and I yeah. think a lot of people get in their way, give themselves excuses. And I loved—I loved how you explained just a moment ago. You know, the the decision to be committed, because I think a lot of people let the the BS get in the way. They let the excuses we get. They look. You know, Jim Rowan was famous for saying, wasn't he? You know, it's not the wind that blows, it's the, it's the set, the sail that determines exactly. the destination. Yeah. And um, I really love the way you put that. Really, really grateful. So obviously Beach Money um, has, you know, swept the globe. Um, one of the things I didn't realize until recently, that 100% of all um, sales is donated to Charity. Charity, yeah. massive kudos for that, mate. That is just yeah. absolutely spectacular. And um, again, didn't realize till recently that you'd brought out better than Beach Money. And yeah. I love the story about how that. I love, be, I, love, I love better than Beach Money as well. I think you'll enjoy it uh, when you get it. It's different. It's very different than the first book, but it, there's a lot of lessons in there and you'll have a lot of fun reading it. Yeah, no, I really, really appreciate it. So just, just uh, obviously, you know, you, you've, you've turned your life around. You're still passionate about network marketing. And um, I know obviously you're talking about keeping it simple, investing in yourself. I mean, obviously you invested 
thousands into really developing your mind and I guess that's what enabled you to make the decision. So personal yeah. development is key. But you've recently, um, I think it was recently, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but you recently got your, your, your helicopter license and got yourself a helicopter. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a licensed helicopter pilot. I got my license. Actually, it's been six years now. I can't even oh, believe wow. it. I'm going flying Friday, actually. Usually what I do, it's for fun. I don't get paid to fly. I'm not a commercial pilot. Um, I'm going up on Friday. I'm taking a, a network marketer, Scotty Kufis. He's coming to town with his son. I think his son is 12, and they've never been in a helicopter. And we're going to jump in the helicopter and fly over the mountains and land in the parking lot of a little winery in Pahrump, Nevada. And uh, we're going to have lunch. Not going to drink any wine. Um, but I'm going to uh, fly them over the mountains and fly them back. It's about a 30-minute ride there and back. It's a beautiful flight. Um, and that was one of my dreams. And, you know, you got to have money and you got to have time to do that. But that was one of, I'm, I've always been into aviation. It was one of those things that I, when I wrote it down, I didn't believe it was possible. I like writing down dreams that I don't believe are possible for me. And uh, it was the most difficult thing that I ever learned to do. And I wanted to quit hundreds of times while I was learning. But uh, I'm glad I didn't because I'm still here and I'm flying now. I'm a pilot, you know. It's funny because people say, Jordan, well, who's going to actually be flying the helicopter? I go, well, I am. And they go, well, who's going to actually be the pilot? I go, I am. I'm a pilot. I'm a helicopter pilot. Yeah, but who's going to actually going to be like like flying it, you know? It's for some reason there's a disconnect. I'm a pilot. I'm a helicopter pilot. And I got to do that because of my network marketing business. Yeah, I just love that. And I know, you know, going back to when you started out in network marketing, obviously you had an abundance of credit card debts. It just goes to show, you know, where it doesn't, it's not where people are today, it's where their vision and their mission for the future, like, you know, making that, you know, dreaming big, you know, dreaming the unthinkable dreams, I guess. Yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. Like you say. Can I wrap up with a quick uh, metaphor story? Yeah, I'd love you to, mate. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. So this is the concept or the idea, but, behind creating momentum in your business. If you've ever seen one of those above ground swimming pools, they're metal and they're circular. Have you seen those things, Craig? They're metal swimming pool, it's round, it's usually about four feet. There's lined with plastic, like the blue plastic, right? So imagine a pool like that, a big one of those in your backyard filled with four feet of water and you jump into the pool and you start running around the perimeter of the pool. You're running against the flow of, or against the water. It's gonna be hard to get, to run because you got a lot of water resistance. But if you invite your friend to jump in with you and you both start running around the perimeter, it's still gonna be hard to run. But if you each got a few friends to jump in, so now maybe there's like 10 people and you're all running in the same direction, that's key, you're all running in the same direction, the water starts to move a little bit. And the more you run, the more you run, if you stop running, the water's gonna slow down. But if the more you run, that water starts to move. And then what'll happen is if somebody else jumps in, that water's gonna pick them up and, and carry them in the same direction. The key is A, you gotta get in and start running. B, you've gotta consistently run to get the water. You gotta have enough people running and you have to all be running in the same direction. That's how you create momentum in a network marketing business. And if you don't have all those components, you won't get the momentum. So momentum comes as a result of everybody moving in the same direction, everybody having the same message, simplicity, consistently moving, moving, motion. Your business is life. Your business has to move. You've got to move. You've got to be doing things in order to get your business moving. May absolutely love that. You know, it's been a pleasure to connect with you today. I know you're a really, really busy guy. And you know, as you said, you remain committed 
No, just uh, to have you on today, I know a lot of people are going to be stoked, uh, including myself. And, you know, as I said, Beach Money was instrumental in my personal development journey. So a massive, massive thank you to you. For those of you listening for the first time, uh, make sure you are sharing the love. Let's uh, be a ripple effect, ripple effect of positivity, change and inspiring the world that network marketing is just a better way that can really turn your dreams into a reality if you're willing to get into that pool and start running and really starting uh, a trend. So, mate, a massive thank you to you. Thank Guys, you, Chris. Go grab the book. Appreciate your time, dude. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's show, we would appreciate it if you would like. Most people share through social media. Then subscribe, rate, and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. The Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com. Get over to the website, subscribe, and join the community of passionate people.